I'm Mike Hudson with Roar Outdoors. I'm here today with Greg Trainer with Accessible Hunter and our good friend Chad Fox. Uh, we're doing another accessible podcast for Accessible Hunter Podcast. And uh, today we're just talking a little bit with Chad. I've known Chad for a good long time. Uh, how you doing today, buddy? Doing good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Um, just, if you will, fill the people in a little bit about, you know, your injury and how you got hurt and... You know, just tell them a little bit of back history. Okay. All right. Well, I'm one of those, uh, you know, rare um, injuries. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times you hear about guys that are car accidents or diving accidents or whatnot, but I'm one of those rare injuries. Um, I was um, breech birth, and um, the doctor that delivered me had been drinking prior to delivery and uh, – during delivery, he, he broke my neck. Um, my mom said she saw my legs kicking in a mirror, and then she heard a pop, and that's when my legs dropped. And, um, wow. And so I've been a C, um, C6, 7 quad, quadriplegic pretty much, well, definitely my whole life. Um, it's something, you know, um, I've never had to adjust the life because this is the only life I've ever known. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in some ways I consider myself, you know, lucky that I never had to make that transition, but, um, I've definitely had to endure all the, all the struggles and hardships that come along with having a spinal cord injury, of course, but, um, but, you know, I've definitely don't let that, let the struggles or hardships keep me from enjoying life. Yeah. Well, I've known you for a long time, man. You're definitely a go-getter and a huge inspiration. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I can't, I can't just sit around and, and mope about my disability. Um, that's not going to change things. It's just going to make things worse. Uh, yeah. so, um, I, I've always been someone that wants to experience life that wants to, uh, you know, I want to travel more. I want to, uh, I want to go on more hunts. Um, I mean, I, I just want to do as much as I can. You know, while the good Lord has me on this earth. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what life's about. You know, we, we've, we've talked about this on previous podcasts. None of us made a conscious decision to have an injury. I mean, that's right. just not, that's just not how it goes. But none of us have, have allowed our injury to stop us. We've figured out different ways to pick up and carry on. Um, when it comes to the outdoors, and I know you're a big hunter and um, you've done, done some hunts together. Mm -hmm. um tell us a little bit about the the equipment you use and how you go about hunting and okay well i do have a um track chair an action track chair that i use um and it's got the um swivel arm that comes out for me to rest the gun on um you know typically i use a 3030 um my marlin 3030 um lever action gun um, I, that's the gun I've used the most and killed the most deer with. And, um, um, but I do love to go out and do some turkey shooting, uh, or turkey hunting as well. Um, you know, you, you, Mike, you introduced me to dove hunting and, and I didn't think I would hit anything, but oh, that, that was the most fun I've ever had hunting. Um, um, not only that, but you introduced me to a great group of um guys and girls from the kt team and mm -hmm. um 
even if I had wouldn't have hit anything, I would have still had a great time. Um, yeah. So, um, but um, that's you know, and and prior to the track chair, you know, I I just used my everyday chair, and a buddy of mine um, who was a surveyor gave me a surveyor's tripod, and my dad just um, adapted the top of it to where I could rest my gun on that, and sometimes I'll still use that. Um, um, it, it's worked out really well. Um, you know, the, the tripod, it, it's, it's got some weight to it and it's got a lot of stability to it. So I don't have to worry about the gun flying up on me or anything. So, um, but most time, yeah, most time I use the track chair. And you still, I know, I noticed, you know, just for the people, uh, you're still one of those quads that still pull the trigger with your finger. Right. I do. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and it, and I kind of have that no-no shot, which I use my thumb and, um, mm -hmm. and, but it, it's worked out really well for me. And, um, you know, it's, it's just something like my whole life. It's just something that I've had to adapt to. Um, um, my thumb is my strongest, the strongest finger I've got. And so that's what I've used. And, and, you know, I've studied how, um, just anybody shoots and I've kind of tried to adapt my shooting to how they shoot. And, um, and, um, I've been pretty successful with it. Um, you know, I wouldn't say I would qualify as a sniper, but you know, I've taken down my fair share of deer. Um, and, um, and I've been successful turkey hunting and I was successful in doing a dove hunt. So, you know, it's yeah. the, the thumbs working for me. Hey man, if it's not broke, don't don't fix it. That's right. Just keep on working. Keep on working with that, what you got. Yep. That's exactly right. You develop the style that that fits your shooting ability the best and that you're the most comfortable with. And going going back to your thirty thirty Marlin, that was my first rifle as as well, Chad. I, I think more deer have been killed with a thirty thirty lever action uh, rifle than any deer in the country. Yeah. Um, I, I know a lot of guys that use that, and to this day, my brother still shoots the thirty thirty lever action, and that, that's his favorite rifle as well. Yep. It's, you know, I've tried the 270. I've tried a 7mm 08. I've tried the 243, and I have never killed deer with any of those guns, but I have with my thirty thirty. And, um, Greg, I've heard several people say, you know, the exact same thing you did, you know, many deer have been killed by 30-30. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's my gun of choice. It's, it's, it really, it does have kick to it, but it's not an overwhelming kick. Um, if I, I, sometimes I don't even need to have it strapped down. If I'm able to lean over far enough to, um, stabilize myself, then I can even hold the gun and shoot it, um, without any, without anything. That's just one of those iconic weapons, man. Everybody's learned or shot with them at some point. Right. And that was the one. That was the gun. The, mine was a Winchester, and I've still got it. Winchester ninety four that I learned to hunt with, and it's the first gun that I ever killed a deer with. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those, and it's got that western style to it, man. It it's does. Just, you know, yeah. It, you can't go wrong with it all the way around. It's just a good looking gun. It is, and, I, and you know, I had a buddy of mine that um, scoped it in for me, um, and and he's spot on with this. Um, um, he does a great job. It, 
at lining my scopes up. And so, you know, he's um, – and, I mean, I was successful with um, killing a deer from 200 yards out. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I, I actually have witnesses to that. So, you know, wow. um, it was – I think the only thing that I can think of is um, a friend – it was a guy that had taken a, a boat dock and ran it off the side of a hill – and so I was still 30 or 40 feet up in the air from um, my target. And I'm guessing being that high up is what compensated for the drop in the bullet mm-hmm. um, and allowed it to travel that far. So um, I knew I'd hit it at least 150, but the landowner told me it was 200. So I was I was pretty happy with that shot. Well, there you, you go. You made a really good point, Chad, about being stable and having, having a tripod base and you know, if, if you're not falling side to side and you're really in a stable position, you know, we can we can pull off a, a really good shot just like an able-bodied person as long mm-hmm. as you feel comfortable and, and you're stable and, and you got the crosshair settled on something. I mean, uh, it might take us a little bit longer to get on a target, right? but if we have a good solid base and a, a tripod and a good mount, you know, I, I'm I'm competitive shooting with anybody as long as I got an extra minute or two to oh, yeah. get on target. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's the way I am. I know, Chad, uh, you've done a lot of stuff, man. You've been hurt now 40 years, 40-plus years, mm-hmm. and uh, I know you're big in the sports, man. Tell tell us a little bit about some of the sports you played and, and just some of the stuff you got going on currently. Oh, wow. You know, um, I've – been my whole family has been involved with sports and so it was kind of natural for me to get involved with sports um i started out with you know um when i was a kid um i did a lot of wheelchair races um and and it it was power chairs and my dad had a a knack for being able to um use some redneck engineering if you will and uh he would soup up my power chairs and (laughs) <laughs> and so, you know, I, I actually went to some major competitions with it and won. Um, I got to go to New York City to compete, as a matter of fact, for that. Um, and then um, after that, I kind of started playing some basketball, um, but being a quadriplegic and battling paraplegics or amputees, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't go in a basketball game unless we were 10 points up or 10 points down. Um, yeah, and it just so happened. Well, I and I got introduced um, to quad rugby at one of the camps that um, Shepherd Spinal Center put on, and um, mm-hmm. and many years later, after that, we was playing basketball in a at a gym in Charlotte, and we were getting beat pretty bad, and so my dad walked around and found information about quad rugby. Um, about a team that they were just starting. And um, so I came to the rugby practice and, and um, my coach told me, he was, he said, he told me, he said, I don't, he said, you're welcome to come to our first tournament. I think it was only like two weeks away from the first tournament. He said, but I don't think you'll get to play very much. And I said, that's fine. I just want to go and, and check it out. You know, mm-hmm. but um thankfully i was able to start the very first game and i was a starter for pretty much 20 years um um i was successful with um, quad rugby um it gave me that that um competitive 
um, edge or competitive feeling that you know that that is is it's a high for me. Um, um, it was something that you know I never thought I'd be able to be that competitive, and um, it was it was a way for me to be successful in sports. Um, you know, I made six all tournament teams. Um, I got invited to try out for the Paralympic team. Um, so like I said, it was something that I was very successful at. Um, and I also got to do a lot of traveling. I've been up to New York city with it several times. Um, um, been to, you know, Denver, Phoenix, San Diego. Um, so it, it was just, it was more than just a sport and it, um, it gave me an opportunity to be around other quadriplegics as well and to be able to, you know, ask them questions and to see how they, um, not, not to just see how they do, how they play the game, but, but to see how they do things life. in their life. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, networking. Right. And quad rugby, it's, it's, nobody was afraid to share their secrets. There wasn't really any secrets in quad rugby because you want to play the best. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if there's something that's successful for me that I could share with somebody else to make them a better competitor, then I was more than willing to share it. And, and that's the way it was throughout the whole sport. Um, um, there was a, I mean, it, the camaraderie was, was wonderful. Um, you know, yeah. it, it was, you know, you had your rivals, but when the game was over, uh, you know, we would go hang out, do cookouts or, or go to restaurants or whatever with, with some of the other teams. And, um, so it, it was, it was, like I said, it was much more than just a sport. It helped me to kind of come out of my shell in a way, um, it also gave me a chance to, um, a lot of times my family would go, um, my niece and nephews got to, or my niece and nephew got to go and, um, you know, see how, um, guys in wheelchairs are able to still not only compete in a sport, but how they're able to continue on and live life in spite of having a disability. Sure. Sure. It makes a lot of sense, man. People got to understand, you know, we're just, we're just folks. We just happen to travel a little different. Right. And, you know, we have all the same aspirations as everybody else and the same competitive drive and the same nature to want to live and be productive men in society. And it's just, you know, you hit the nail on the head when it just allows you an opportunity to travel, but also interact and network and find out different ways. Because, you know, we do live life different. You know, yes. we, we are more prone to injury or more prone to sickness. And if we can ask somebody, you know, hey, you've lived a long time. How, how do you do it? You know, that just gives us a leg up on life. Right. And, and preventative maintenance on a lot of things. You know, if you know how to do something and you can share that with somebody and keep them from getting injured or keep them from getting a skin sore or a UTI. UTI or, you know, absolutely. Not, not to go into any of the medical aspects about it, but if uh, you can prevent being sick and stay, stay healthy, then you can enjoy travel and enjoy the, the camaraderie of, of the sport and, and yeah. do more. And uh, if you can stay healthy, you know, you can you can do a lot no matter what your injury level is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, I was and through rugby, you know, I started working out and I was able to put on more muscle, which allowed me to transition from a power chair to using a manual chair every day. 
And so, yeah. you know, I've been using a manual chair now for gosh, over 20 years, I guess. And, um, um, you know, I never thought I'd be able to use a manual chair. Um, mm -hmm. I never thought I'd be able to, um, drive a car. You know, I always thought I'd have to drive a van and need a lift, but, um, um, you know, once I, once I saw others with my exact same disability and not only, only that, but the exact same level, um, when I see people like that and they're able to, you know, put on more muscle and, and they're able to transfer in and out of a regular car, you know, that just, that just, you know, fired me up even more to be able to want to learn how to do all that. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely you know and you know that's another thing we we talk about a lot is just about it's about living life it's about sharing life um you know even in in hunting you know it's not about always taking an animal it's about right. sharing memories making those memories and just oh, being yeah. able to to continue to get back outdoors break obstacles you right. know and we have to we have to break obstacles daily whether it's figuring out how to transfer into a vehicle or how do you open a door if you're holding on to groceries and you know, there's there's always obstacles. Nature in itself is not handicap accessible. Right. And we just have to figure out ways to get around it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that's what always inspired me about you, man. The first time I ever met Chad, he's just a he's a go getter, man. He's wide open. Anybody that knows him will tell you that. He is just he's a huge inspiration and been a great friend to me. And uh, you know, we've got to share a lot of a lot of good times together, fishing and uh shooting. We got man up coming up. Yep. Um, you know, just a lot of stuff that we've got to do. He's been involved with Roar since it started off in 2014. And, you know, I know uh, you're working now. And right. uh, what, what do you got going on with work? Well, uh, I, I graduated from USC Upstate with my degree in early childhood education. Um, and I'm a substitute teacher. But I also, um, last March, I took on a position at my church as um recreation team leader um which you know it, it's we have a gymnasium at my church and so i'm in charge of of opening it up every um monday tuesdays and thursday nights um i'm in charge of starting of running our um children's basketball season um i'm going to be doing some um volleyball coming up i'm going to be doing some um indoor soccer uh, anything that is sports related and um, that can draw more people to my church, that's, that's what, um, that's my goal. And that's what mm -hmm. I'm trying to do. And that's what they hired me for. And um, I love it. It's a wonderful job. It's, um, it's been more work surprisingly than um, substitute teaching, but, um, but with my athletic background, you know, it, I feel right at home. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I love, I love being in a gymnasium as much as I love being outdoors. And so, um, it was a wonderful fit. Um, um, I love doing it. It, it, um, it's, it's a flexible job. Um, so, you know, if I have to leave, uh, for any bathroom issues, then that's not a problem. And so, um, it's, it's, it's. And I have a wonderful pastor who's also, of course, my boss, um, who's um, very understanding, very supportive. Um, so it's just it's just a wonderful um, all around um, job that I was blessed with. Um, didn't That's think fantastic. I would ever have it, but I was blessed with. It. 
that's fantastic that you can mentor and touch so many people, you know, in your community and maybe, maybe get these, these young people out into sports that you can inspire them to be a little bit more athletic. And if you can do things and they can too, and that'd be a lifelong passion for them. Yes, definitely. So, and then, so that, that's awesome. Oh, I love it's it. All, it's always awesome to see how God uses us broken vessels to continue to push forward. You know, oh, yeah. it's just, it, it's life's not over with just because you have a spinal cord injury. And, exactly. you know, we just have to learn how to do it differently. And if you've got that drive, you've got that aspiration to want to continue life, we can figure out how to get you from A to B. But it's just that you got to have that passion in yourself, that yeah. self-determination to continue going on with life. And, you know, we see so many guys that as soon as they get hurt, they want to just give up on life. Right. And, right. you know, you have to consciously make a decision. You either get to living or you get to dying. Yep. And if you're willing to live, man, we'll do anything we can to help you get back out and do. Exactly. That's just the nature of the beast. We just want to get back out and go. And mm. we're here. You know, the simple fact is you know, people can take it from a, whatever religious standpoint they have. I believe we're here until good Lord's ready for us to be done. Yes. So we, we need to push forward as long and as hard as we can to not only live the best life we can live, but also leave a legacy. Leave yes. something that says, you know, my dad, my granddad, my whoever you are, was not a quitter. And, you know, he lived long and strong and continued to push forward. I don't, I don't know. I just – not to get on the soapbox. I just think that's part of life, and I think that – I know both you guys do that, man. You guys are – you guys are a huge inspiration all the way around the – all the way around the book. But it's just fantastic to see other guys and girls out there really pushing forward. Yes. You can't be afraid to start. You can't be afraid to fail and to realize that you're going to be able to do things, but it, it takes a different way of doing it sometimes or to ask for help. And sometimes that's the most difficult thing in our situation is to ask for help. But there's so many people available that are willing to work with us and do anything that they can do to, to make us successful. And then you, you turn that around and, you know, we're inspiring other people or, showing people that there's a different way of doing things. And it's surprising how many people we can touch through social media and throughout the country, throughout the world that, Hey, we're doing things just a different way, but we're still loving life and still getting out there and getting after it. Amen. Yep. Amen. Chad, you got anything coming up recently or anything coming up soon that you wanted to share? Uh, no, I mean, right now I've just been busy with our, um, kids basketball season. Um, you know that that's been that's been consuming a lot of my time here, um, but it's um, you know we got softball coming up, um, but uh, you know being a quadriplegic, I kind of got out of softball because of the heat. Um, yeah, but you know it's and you know hopefully I'm gonna be able to line up some turkey hunts. Um, I definitely want to be able to go down to visit the KT team again. Um, yep. I had a great – didn't kill a turkey last year, but still had a great time. And um, so it, it's um, – so that's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, and just, you know, after basketball season, I'm going to head down to Edisto for a few days. So Good put my track chair to use on the beach and do some fishing there. Hey, got to stay on the go while you can. I know we got, like I said, February 1st, we got Man Up coming up, and I know yep. you'll be there, and that's – a. That's always a phenomenal time, and yep. then we've got fishing. You know, we'll start a bunch of fishing stuff, and um, we're trying to get our wheelchair softball 
we do a law enforcement for anybody that doesn't know we do a law enforcement first responders uh softball game every year where we take police officers and firemen and ambulance guys and we put them in chairs and we play a wheelchair softball game alongside them and we're trying to push that one back it's always been in the dead heat of summer and so we're going to try to do it in may this year so and chad's always been a huge huge part of it so hopefully we can get all that stuff straightened be a little cooler for the participants and uh everybody watching too i think so and i think it just makes it you know it makes it for an easier time of year and and it's it's not as hectic when we were doing it before it was usually towards the end of the season when everybody was kind of ramping up for deer season or kids were getting out of school. And I mean, it just, I think it'd be a little bit better earlier in the year. Yes. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some video of you boys at this man up event. I've, uh, I've heard about it and I I know, I know you guys are going to have a great time. I'm a little jealous. I wish I could come down with you, but Mike, why don't you explore that just a little bit more for the people who are just hearing it for the first time what sure. your Man Up event is and, and what you got planned. Well, you know, Man Up is, is an event that we've been blessed to be involved with and, and got asked to come to. Uh, this is going to be our fifth year going. And um, it, it's just a fantastic time. It's a men's only event. So, ladies, you know, any listeners, don't get upset. We're working on having a females event. But, but typically what it is is we start shooting uh, around 9 a.m. in the morning. Um, we have – local law enforcement, we have SWAT teams, we have military personnel, you name it, that come out. But they bring out fully automatic firearms, stuff that most people in the civilian life would never never get a chance to, to be around. And uh, it's $5 a person, and that includes just about all the bullets you can shoot. And, I mean, we shoot from 9 a.m. till about 11, 11.30. Somebody will give a testimony. Then we have a supper or a lunch. And it's it's massive. We usually do they do like pulled pork and baked beans, coleslaw, chips, you name it. And that's included in the five dollar fee. And after that, they we set up Tannerite and we blow up some targets. And in the past, we've we've blown up some crazy stuff. Uh, Chad, we've blown up what um, love seats and porta john, hot water heater, refrigerator. You boys are out of control down there. It's it's a good time, man, and uh, and then after the Tannerite, they open the range back up. Range goes hot, and we shoot until you're ready, pretty much ready to leave. Last yep. year, I think I stayed till four or five o'clock that evening, and uh, and it's um, you'll have about twenty different shooting stations. Uh, to the left, you'll have stuff set up that are more plinking, uh, small caliber stuff, twenty two, seventeens, pistols. They have that set up, and then then you start your AR formats. And any anybody that wants to bring a rifle is more than welcome to bring a rifle. But there'll be so many weapons there. Anything you want to shoot, you just walk up to the table and and everybody there lets you shoot. Um, we've had everything out there from fifty caliber Barretts to you name it. And then off to the right, the far right, they'll set up clay uh, clay throwers and and you'll actually be shooting ski. So it's just an all day long event. But then they they usually bring out. We'll have uh, UMP H&K 45s, which are fully automatic 45 calibers. Um, they'll bring out the H&K 9mm, which are fully automatic 9mm, and they'll bring them out both suppressed and unsuppressed and let you shoot both variants, and then that way you can see what you like. And uh, it only takes a second, man. It's uh, They'll give you 30 rounds in a stick magazine, but 30 rounds coming out of a fully automatic is different than 
one pull for the trigger every time. That's right. That's right. But it definitely sounds like something for everybody. You know, any any capability from uh, somebody that doesn't like a lot of recoil to, like you said, somebody shooting a fifty caliber. So definitely <laughs> something for everybody. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just a it's a good opportunity for men to to be together, to encourage each other, to strengthen mm-hmm. each other. Um, talk about your Christian standpoints, talk about whatever's ailing you, you know, and it's just an open opportunity for people to be able to get together and mentor to each other and just get out and enjoy our second amendment. Sounds like a great afternoon. Yeah. Chad's, Chad's been there every year. Um, I know the first year watching him, watching him get down on some of those, those fully automatics was a, it's, you know, it's, it's awesome just to watch. The uh, the guys that we bring out in chairs, when they actually get a hold to a to a fully automatic, and they get they get to feel that that joy of just getting on to something that's you know you pull the trigger and that that baby runs until she's dry. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, you shoot those guns. I mean, if you have a spasm, you run out of ammo before you run out of spasm. Yeah, <laughs> you better you better strap that thing down. Then is that oh, what yeah. you're saying, boys? And, and you know. <laughs> I have to say they they've always been really really good about doing anything we need, or, or you know helping the guys in chairs to do anything that possible to to allow them to shoot whatever gun they have. Sure. Um, you know, um, you know, like um, just two in mind. You know, Brandon and uh, Dalen come to mind. You know, and they've always yeah. been super supportive, always willing to you know do whatever we need them to do to, so we can get behind any gun that they've got. Sure. And they just, they're as open and honest and, and as free willing as, as they come, you walk up to the table and they've got guns. They've got a lot of money in and mm-hmm. you know, they, they have never give a qualm to, if you say, man, I'd like to just shoot, shoot one round out of it. No, here, here's 30 rounds, shoot these. Yep. And you know, and it's just, they, they, Everybody there is just as opening as can be. I'd love to get you up here sometime or get you down here sometime, Greg. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely get you on the make, trigger. Make the trip. Absolutely. I, I have not shot a uh, full auto in probably 25 years. So yeah. it, would, it would be something I'd enjoy doing. And just uh, like you said, to have the camaraderie of the guys and have that opportunity to, to be around people like that. I would really enjoy that just as much as I would the shooting, but yeah. uh, I, I would I would love to come down. I'm going to have to make the trip, and and the more we talk with people from your area, Mike, on our podcast, and I'm getting to know you know more guys down in the South Carolina area, just makes me want to come down even more and meet everybody. You know. Well, you know, I know I know just coming from me, and I'm sure Chad would back me up. You've always got an open invitation here. We've got plenty of places for you to stay. Right. Um, there's always stuff going on and if if nothing's going on we'll make something up and we'll we'll figure out something to get into that's we'll, right we'll, we'll bring ammo and targets uh and get, get together i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm sure Look. chad's got some tannerite somewhere oh i got plenty of tannerites <laughs> just sitting in my closet oh, <laughs> oh that's, that's cool boys well chad you know um man it's always been a pleasure talking to you and always hanging out i know Maybe me and you'll be able to get on those fish a little bit heavier this year than we did last year, but um, we uh, we've got to figure out some more time we can get together. Even yep. though you're just up the road from me, I don't get to see you as much as I'd like to. Right. But uh, I, I man, I truly appreciate your friendship, man, I, and I can't say that enough. I don't say that lightly. I don't call many people friends, but 
you've always been there. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate you being on the show with us today. I really appreciate your inspiration and the, and your go getter attitude and more so, man, you're just, your your Christian walk and you're always willingness to share that. Yes, definitely. That's, you know, that's the whole purpose. And, you know, my, my mentality is, you know, if, if one person comes to Christ because of my disability or them seeing me um, do something, then, you know, it was all worth it. Um, I agree. You know, it was, you know, it was all worth it. And, you know, I don't want to, um, when my time comes, I don't want to meet my maker and, you know, him say, why didn't you put your disability to use? Um, you know, um, so if, if one person comes to Christ because of, of something they've seen in my life, then, then like I said, it's all worth it. Yeah. You know, this, this life we're going through, man, we never know what it's about or what it's for. And right. we may, we may never know. I, I, I think that once, you know, once life's all said and done, we'll figure it all out. If the good Lord wants us to know those answers to those questions, all that will be known. Yes. But I, I agree with you. And I, and I, I feel the same way that, you know, we we're allowed a second chance. He could have easily yep. taken us at the time of our injuries. Right. But what well, we've had an opportunity to push forward and move on. And, um, this, this disability might not be about us. It may right. be about breaching and reaching other people that we never would have been able to talk to prior exactly. to our injuries. Yep. Yep. We're de definitely finding a purpose in our life and a direction. And, uh, that's important. And it's important for people to realize that when you have a disability, a significant high level spinal cord injury that you don't have to give up. And if you're having a rough day, we all have rough days, you know, before injury, after injury, it's mm -hmm. not, uh, it's not the end of the world that day and we can always push forward. And as you guys said, find, find purpose in our life and, and try to try to get on, you know, the best that we can and maybe help, help the guy next to you, you know? That's right. Yep. Greg, you got anything coming up you want to tell everybody about? Well, I, I, I don't really have a lot going on. Um, I'm getting ready for spring Turkey season. That's going to come up here shortly. Uh, I've got a couple of meetings coming up with local gun clubs and, trying to get some things in the, in the fire, but I did want to say that the chat, it was so nice to meet, meet with you today and talk with you on the podcast. And I'm sure we're going to talk a lot more here in the future, but I wanted to thank you for coming on the accessible hunter podcast with Mike and I, and I know uh, I, I can really learn a lot from you and I'm, I'm going to look forward to your friendship here in the future. Yes, definitely. I've been, I have enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, I think our time is coming short. And, uh, again, thank you both for the, the guys that you are and for taking the extra time out today. I know you guys both have busy schedules. And just uh, allowing us to share and letting people, you know, across this nation, wherever people are listening from, or um, just know that life continues to go on. If you've got a spinal cord injury or you just got an ailment going on today, you're not alone. And, uh, you, know, you know, each and every one of us are here to try to help you out. Yes definitely well guys enjoy your day and uh we'll wrap it up then and uh like i said i appreciate talking to both of you and have a wonderful afternoon thank god you. bless you man i'll see you guys soon all right